0: WCLS in Whatcom County presents Library Stories, a podcast to open your eyes to all the ways your local public libraries matter. Join us as we reveal the power of sharing at the library. I'm your host, Neil McKay, Online Experience Coordinator for the Whatcom County Library System. And today... Okay, here we are again. I'm here with my boss, Mary Vermilion. Hi, Neil. Hi. It's another great, uh, another great week, another great podcast. And
1: you know what it is? It's sunny outside, and it, it's summertime officially because we are recording this after solstice. After so. solstice,
0: and you know mm-hmm. what I just read? That in Iceland, in Iceland, solstice is happening today. Two days after it happens in in uh, the Rest of the world, the rest of the world well, yeah, oh, yeah, I mean it, it shakes my my yeah, I probably won't even be talking about this well, on the podcast, <laughs> but, yeah. but but that's what I found out is yeah. that is that in Iceland, uh the solstice was two days later, and hmm. they'll have like twenty three hours of of daylight,
1: just because of where they are
0: because of their position, yeah, the, their
1: position interesting, well, I'm all for extending summertime celebration, sure, you know? yeah. Sure. Two more days of solstice celebrations. I love it.
0: So speaking of summertime celebrations, mm-hmm. summer is always uh, the time for summer reading here at Watcom County Library System.
1: Yeah, and it's always great. And this year, um, youth services and the, and the folks over on um, adult service side as well have put together some terrific programming for summer reading and terrific experiences, including, of course the summer reading cards, which mm-hmm. you can download from our website or pick up at your local branch. And I am really excited, too, about the summer reading kickoff parties that are happening.
0: Yes, they'll be happening. Uh, this they'll be happening in the in the days after this podcast gets published. Yeah. So the so last that, week in June, last right? week in June. Yes. Yeah.
1: So check out. Wait, well, just go to WCLS.org because right there on the homepage, there is a big, beautiful summer reading banner, really colorful. You can't miss it. Just can click on it. it. It'll take you through to all of the summer reading resources, including book recommendations for young people and for adult readers. Um, And to the events that are happening, including these summer reading kickoff parties, which are happening at each of the branches throughout the library system. Including the bookmobile. Including the bookmobile stops. Yeah. And so just check out, you know, when is my branch having their party? And you can um, show up on that day and time and um, and. Pick up your library, your um, summer reading card, and talk and, to the staff.
0: And and pick up a free book. If, yes. If you're a youth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For I young I people, don't
0: qualify. You're, you're, you're not a youth. I, I'm not a youth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that is true. So, thank you very much to Wacom County Library Foundation, the Friends of the Library Groups, and this year, our sponsor, Wiku. Who all contributed funds so that youth services could buy books for young readers and so young readers who come to the summer reading kickoff parties will receive a free book to kind of get their reading started.
0: That can be your first book in yeah. your summer reading adventure. Yeah, or
1: save it for the end like and yeah. sick Well, That's
0: an interesting yeah. way. I don't think I I don't think I can do that.
1: You know, you wouldn't I'm, be able to I'm, hold off.
0: I've got that instant gratification mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. mindset. So if I get a free book, I want to read it right away. Either
1: way works, right? Either yeah. way works. So,
0: And while you're there, you can check out more books from the library.
1: That's what we're here <laughs> That's for. That's what we're That's here what for. That's what we do, all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I just like lost my... That's
1: a novel idea. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no no, there's just so much great things going on with summer reading and with some really fun programs too like night sky viewing and the running and walking clubs and some craft programs for young people and older people and book clubs and it just goes on and on. Yeah,
0: it really does. You yep. and and the way you find out about that, go to the website wcls.org or check out the explorations yes. publication that yep. was mailed to to all Whatcom County Households. Households. Yep.
1: That's right. Or if you didn't get one for whatever reason, then go to your branch, your local branch, and ask for your copy of Explorations and open it up and you can plan a whole summer of fun.
0: That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, that's so that's the excitement that's going on now. Yeah. But, but on to the podcast. We have a, a mm-hmm. very special um, podcast episode because we're, we celebrated very recently the, 11th anniversary of the uh, grand opening of the North Fork library in Kendall.
1: Yeah, that is just so great. And I listened a bit to your interviews and this, the sounds of happiness on that day It was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. Yeah. And people and music and this community just coming together and celebrating the library that they built. And I love that you talked to some of the friends who were part of that. And and to a person, they um, acknowledged the great work of Georgina Furlonghead, who was um, hired to run the Maple Falls Library originally. And then she really became the force coordinating the building of the North Fork Community Library, which opened in 2011. And, That's right. And they uh, they share all kinds of memories with you.
0: Interviewing uh, Vern and Anne-Marie, who were on the Friends group that that raised the funds and helped build the I
1: hammered the nails hammered and, the nails. yeah they did all the work that was incredible a very
0: very exciting story and 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 you have to really listen to Vern telling his first person account because it's just I I don't even want to say anything. You just have to listen.
1: And for Anne-Marie, who shares, um, you know, the story of um, the area out there and what the library means to them and how they used to not even have emergency services there as well. And mm-hmm. so if there were logging accidents, which were common in the community, you had to you know rush the people to the hospital. It was just fascinating to hear these voices of our neighbors who are you know, telling us the story of the building of, um, the library, which has meant so much to that, to that community, that Kendall area community.
0: Yeah. So it was, it was a great celebration. Um, the, the branch manager, uh, Katrina Buckman mm-hmm. gave a, a nice heartfelt speech yeah. and, and there was music and the, um, the musician who was singing, and you'll hear at the beginning of this broadcast because he introduces, uh, he introduces us to the celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was actually one of the mu- musicians who played 11 years ago oh, at wow. the grand opening. Yeah, I
1: love that continuity. So That's yeah, great.
0: he was very excited to be there. Yeah, and, and uh, it was just it was just a blast.
1: Yeah. Well, great. I'm so glad you were there to to talk to everyone and to bring the sound back to us. So yeah, let's listen to this podcast. All
0: right, let's do it. Hey everybody, we're so glad to be here and we're so glad that you're here to help us celebrate the 11th anniversary of the North Fork Library. It was all people in the community in the community that made it happen and uh, many of you were here for that and we're all happy uh, that we have 11 years to be celebrating. I'm here with Katrina Buckman, oh, who's the branch manager at North Fork. How are you doing today?
2: Neil, doing great. I couldn't have asked for a more beautiful day to have a party and celebrate the community that made the North Fork happen.
0: It's really nice and there's quite a crowd coming in. Yes.
2: Very exciting.
0: All right well I'm gonna wander around. There's people, there's all sorts of things going on here. Yeah
2: we've got circus performers, we've got a storytelling tent, face painting, crafts for the kids, Oh wow. We've got
0: Not?
2: And cake and coffee as well, so right. yeah, we've got something for everybody.
0: Thank you. <laughs>
2: no. Well, thank you so much to all of the volunteers, to Georgina who made this happen, to all of the people who dedicated time and their funds and their hearts to the building of this library. Because today, we get to enjoy this library in so many ways. And I want to speak a little bit to the community that shares here, the community that connects here, the community who appreciates the access that they get from this building, the resources that they get from it, and it's just it's something different to each person who walks in the door. It might be a story that's going to inspire a writer. It might be a way for a child to connect with their parent or guardian over the pages of a picture book. It might be access to the internet so that someone can find a job or get their border paperwork in order and cross over into Canada. It could be a place where people come to work from home because their internet's out at home. It's so many things to so many people And it's such a joy for me and the rest of the staff here to have the opportunity to serve you. And we just love all the different people who come in for all the different reasons. And we're really excited about the new things that are happening at the library starting this summer. We're actually going to get to start to gather in person for programs again. Over the course of COVID, this past couple years, the libraries had to be more to people than it had in the past. People who didn't have internet in an age where everything was done online. And we brought story time into people's bedrooms, pajama story time on their computers. We brought programs about the history of Whatcom County into people's houses and living rooms through their computers. And we brought people into the library to use the computers so that they can access all of these wonderful things. And now we get to gather again in person. We get to meet and see our neighbors and talk to them and connect those rifts, cross those bridges and and make connections that we haven't been able to so that we can come together again and really feel whole as a community. So looking forward, you'll all in your mailboxes soon, if you haven't already, in your home mailboxes, you'll be getting your explorations. Look through it. Find all that great programming that's going on. Find the thing that inspires you, whether it's the astronomy program and getting to view the night skies, or the story times for kids that are happening in person again, woohoo! Or if it's the, yes. Um, So many wonderful things happening in person. We're really excited to share again. And as you come together for events like this and so many more, I hope you start thinking about the future of this library because you are all a part of this library. You make it what it is and you have a voice in what the future of this library is going to look like. Everybody here today is making the future of this library happen and helping to form it. Thank you.
0: So I'm here with a very special guest. Do you want to introduce
3: yourself? Yes, I'm Vern Yaden. I uh, pastor the Kendall Chapel across the road, and I was the president of the Friends when we built this building.
0: Wow, and and that was 11 years
3: ago. 11 years ago, yes. Now all of the planning as to the location had already been decided when I came here. It was in Glacier at the time, and it wasn't without controversy because uh, the county wanted the library to be incorporated to with the uh, resource center down there. And uh, Georgina oh. uh, did not agree that that was the place for the library. Georgina had become a librarian by accident. Uh, <laughs> they put an uh, ad. In, it was in Glacier at the time. They put an ad. This is kind of little known. They put an ad, I think, in the Little Nickel or something, looking for a librarian way back when. And Georgina answered it, never been a librarian. I thought it would be a part-time gig. And uh, the guy handed her the keys and says, you're on. <laughs> and so it was up in a little room there in, in Glacier, then it moved to Maple Falls. The Glacier people weren't happy about it, but the people in Glacier and Maple Falls were happy about it. And then they only had just a little slice of the uh, the town um, uh, hall up there. And then they'd have to roll the books out. They, they could use the other half of the town hall, but they had to put all the books on rolling uh rolling uh, shelves and uh hi everybody. hi, hi. <laughs> and so then that was the library and they were that way for many many years uh so uh then the plans came and georgina uh resisted uh, the county's um, th- um uh, plans to be be down there Mm-hmm. and persuaded Joan O'Raldi and the library uh, kind of library system to buy this from the school district. And so they bought this from the school district. And the idea was that the friends would build it.
0: Uh, so what was this at the time? Was it just it, it, it was, land?
3: It, it was just land, but it had been the old place for the old uh, uh, elementary school. Okay. In fact, there used to be an old outhouse out here at the edge of the <laughs> property and, and, and a, a well that uh, I found and thought we ought to cover. But anyway. <laughs> yes, that would be. Uh, and <laughs> a town hall. Huh? There
4: was a town
3: hall here. Oh, I see, town hall. Yeah. Town hall was here too. So anyway, the uh, plans uh, began to coalesce, but the, the, real, the real secret and driver here was Georgina, without a doubt. Um, she, was, uh, she was a go-getter and, uh, yeah. and, and she was smart. And she knew that the location needed to be here not down there. She was concerned that the people from Maple Falls and Glacier, if it was way down there, they would drive past here and go on down to Deming. Uh, yeah. And so it needed to be here. Uh, we began to uh, make, some, make some plans. Uh, here's, here's a typical Georgina. Georgina didn't want to get an architect and just say, design us a building. Mm-hmm. She said, "You got ten thousand dollars. That's it. You know, we're not just going to be open ended. Sure, ten thousand dollars. What you do to to uh, design us a building, and so uh, he designed the building. And uh, it must have been two thousand eight. Eight. We broke ground." My grandchildren were the, were the kids, kids with a shovel. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was a nice touch. And, and um, we, uh, we, we broke ground, and then we were digging the—we had to dig a temporary trench to the, the, supp- the supply line for power, the, uh, the digger. Jim Buckenmeyer, digger. digger. What's it? What is a front front end loader? Yeah. But the 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 hole. Sure. Yeah. He he could only get so far. So I jumped down there, you know, eager, and I worked like I was killing snakes, and I was <laughs> digging the to the end of it. That was on February. No, 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 no. April the nineteenth, and uh, that was in the morning. And so when I got through that, I went home and I was doing my. Uh, uh, <clears throat> my garden with my rototiller about eleven twenty, 20 my wife was about ready to go in and uh, I dropped over went backward like a tree fell down I had a cardiac arrest wow um and um they they, I, I, they were within four minutes the the uh, Bellingham ambulance was coming four minutes they heard the call here at this intersection uh, District 14 was coming back from a call, and they merged at my house, and they electric shocked me three times, and finally got a uh, heartbeat. And they hauled me in. I had a bi- I had a emergency stent, and then in, in June, I had a quadruple bypass. So, at the first part of the building of this library, I was out of pocket. Georgina was kind of by herself, and and the board, you know, and yeah. so. So she depended on me. I had the free time to help her make decisions. Right. But I was out of I was out of pocket. So we were working with volunteer help and little to no money. Scott Swanson was a head carpenter. Uh, Mike Head, uh, Georgina's husband, was was very, you know, kind of second in command mm-hmm. in that way. We had a whole host of, uh, we got a list of volunteers. And I mean, the community really came out. And, and Georgina had a way of recruiting all kinds of people. <laughs> and and we had to do it with Georgina uh, wrote grants. Mm-hmm. And um, oh. wherever she could get money. Uh,
0: and the sweat equity.
3: And the sweat equity, well, yeah, we had the, the electricity was, these lights were all... Uh, Donated the fancy ones in the middle weren't, but all this was donated. The electrical work was wow. donated. Wow, uh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. I mean, Wasn't it all
4: put together in a year.
3: Did oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we had to close it up in the wintertime and, and still work went on is undercover inside. inside, yeah. But uh it, uh, it was done within a year, probably nine months, and uh. The community just um, really came around and uh, and helped out. We got roofing donated. I mean, it was just amazing. So, introduce yourself. Yeah, let's introduce you.
4: My name is Anne-Marie Imperial, and I grew up in this valley, and uh, yeah, seen a lot of changes. I remember going to school at Maple Falls Elementary, and all we had was the bookmobile that only came every two weeks. So your selection of books was very limited, and yeah. And then once the library system started coming into the part of the county, it was just great. And before I go any farther, I would like to say the best two things that I think happened to this neck of the woods is the library system and the fire hall and the emergency services, because we didn't have that either.
0: Wow. So when you were growing up, there was no no emergency services? Oh, no,
4: no, no. No, you just and it was mostly logging accidents. So you had to make hope you got them to town.
2: Yeah. Wow.
3: yeah, yeah, it
4: was a lot different.
0: How how hard was it to fundraise for the library? I mean, was was it was there any opposition to putting a library in here?
3: Well, there were there yeah there were some people uh, there were some people who were against the library being here. That you know, one—I won't call his name—he <laughs> was, <a, laughs> was, was a pugnacious guy, and he met me, and he says, why are you going to build it over there? You had free property down here at the resource center. You got to put it down there, and now you're, you're paying extra money to here. Well, because Georgina was smart. She knew this was the location. She She understood travel patterns and yeah. she understood she didn't want to go way down there and be in that she call that dark old place down there and be <laughs> one of m- many agencies yeah. down there
4: and and this was this was kind of Kindle's central
3: yeah and we had the stores and we had the fire hall and it was close to the school this was
4: this was kindle yeah yeah you know, and we had the school property yeah and On. she
3: and she wanted to be, the kids to be able to walk to the library from yeah, the great school. That
4: was another thing,
3: too. That was to get a big the kids thing. kids over here. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. But your question about fundraising and stuff. I mean, we did book sales. We did Ugh. bake sales. And then, of course, Georgina.
3: <laughs> wrote grants?
4: Wrote the grants. And uh, little by little, the money, you know. And then we had... Um, what was that thing we did where we had the foundation where it was like perpetual every year?
3: Oh yeah, you know you contributed so much a and you year. get
4: and yeah. um, you know, so there was a lot you, of just ground and
3: that wall over there with all those bookends. Mm-hmm. People paid so pa- much.
4: I think it was $100, yeah. uh, a hundred dollars. a
3: ceramic, brick. Yeah, 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 to have their name. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah.
4: So there was a lot.
3: <laughs> and then Georgina calls me one day. We needed probably. As it turned out, we we needed more than 30,000, but that's what she said we needed. And she called me, says, Vern, there's some people uh, that we need to talk to. They called me and asked me, "Uh, how much will it take for you to finish the library? And uh, she says, we need to go meet him. So we met this older couple Wanted to be anonymous. I don't even remember their names. But we met them, and they were just very generous people. Um, They lived up toward Glacier somewhere. And they said, how much? And Georgina says, we need $30,000. Now, we could have asked for $40,000. And that's really what we needed. But we didn't know it. Yeah. You always have cost overruns when you're building it. And they said, Count it as done. Wow. So we got a check from their investment firm for thirty thousand dollars. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it but, is, but it she is had beautiful. but she had written grants and mm-hmm. so,
0: so what's the best thing that this library has? has done for the community
4: books
3: <laughs> books. Yeah. books all the
4: books and the movies and whatnot you want opening it up to us we didn't have this before yeah oh it's
3: it's beautiful. and uh, so it was and and what it, what it is it's a it's a place for the community to come it's 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 a center for the community it gives it a sense
2: yeah.
3: of community
4: just you know it's become a place to to think about. Yeah. Let's do it at the library. Yeah. What would the library yeah.
0: say? I, yeah. I think you just came up with a new motto. Let's do
4: it at the library. Let's do yeah. it at the yeah. library. I mean, we've got the farmers market thing going on over yeah. there. And yeah. you know, and another and you know, another person I have to mention too is Cindy Pfeiffer White. Yeah, Cindy. I mean she yeah. was Cinder. she was right there with Georgina. And yeah. being another librarian, yeah. they they were right there. Yeah. They were so yeah. She was very hard
3: working on it. Well, I, I just read a book on quantum physics. Okay. And the religious connection to to religion.
0: Yeah. Do you remember the author? Schneider. Schneider, okay.
3: Yeah. I will look it up. It, and- it's called Jesus Christ the Quantum Physicist. Interesting, okay.
4: That sounds good.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's, it's a little book. I bought it, it's about a hundred pages. Okay and and i and I really need to read it again because I'm not a real uh physicist
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> pretty deep stuff yeah.
3: it is it is
4: i i i uh, <clears throat> for so many years in my line of work I had to read more like uh procedural type work uh mm-hmm. books, and so once I retired, I was like sky's the limit right so I like historical fiction mm-hmm. i like world War two things uh i i just you know, whatever strikes my fancy.
3: Yeah,
4: I did just finish a book, though, and, of course, I can't remember the name, but it was written by a, a gal, a gal. Um, she got her bachelor's out of U-A-Dub, and she got her master's out of Western. Hmm. Oh, wow. And uh, it, it's a good book. Her name is Kristen, Kristen Beck. It's Courage, My Love, and it was based in Italy during World War II. And it's a good book. Um, the other one that's good, see, you can see I'm into this World War II thing. The other one's called The Children's Children's Train. And that was about oh, where after World War II, they brought the little kids from Southern Italy. Well, my name's Imperial, right? They brought them from Southern Italy up to the North for
3: six months.
4: That was a true story where they did that. They brought the kids
3: up. Now, now, her brother is a, he writes history.
4: Yeah, Mike, my brother writes, oh, really?
3: writes Yeah, local history. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah, he's got another one. <laughs> Plug that one. He's that, got another yeah. one coming out. What's yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be on the history of uh, Columbia Valley. Yeah. hmm Wow. He's gonna. He's got tons of history now in Columbia Valley. Yeah. But he's done the Lone Jack and he's boy- uh the Boys of Glacier, and he's done the mines and yeah. the uh, lodge that burnt down at Mount Baker. Yeah. 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 Done tons of books.
0: Yeah. Well, well, tons great. of books. But- let me, can I get one more picture of the two of you with oh,
3: the mics? Okay. Just, just <laughs> I, because...
4: I feel like I'm on, like, PBS or yeah. something.
0: <laughs> well, that's our show. I want to thank our guests, Vern Yaden and Anne-Marie Impero. I also want to thank Katrina Buckman, manager of the North Fork Library, for giving the community an opportunity to celebrate the library. And, as usual, I want to thank my boss, Mary Vermillion. We're strongest when we cheer each other on. We hope you and your whole family will take part in this year's summer reading season. Go to our website, wcls.org, to see all the ways you can participate, or just stop in your local library. Thank you for listening. Find this and other podcast episodes at wcls.org slash podcast, or search for WCLS in your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, this is your host and friend, Neil McKay.